Hey everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. This is Shar, and today is a special podcast episode because we are going to dive into story time, and I'll be sharing my dad's testimony with his permission, of course. And actually, this episode has been in the works for a little while now. Me and Christine tried to film it and we were just experiencing a ton of different tech issues like the mic started work stopped working and then literally our phones weren't recording properly and then when we got the phones to record the audio would go out on my computer like halfway through the story and so we just did not have any luck at all and literally tried to do this for like five or four hours straight on one of the weekend Saturdays and so initially we thought maybe this was not the episode to release yet but I got convicted after talking to a friend and realized that you know what I feel like this is the enemy trying to come after the podcast and I really felt strongly in my heart um, even weeks after that this story was meant to be shared. And so I'm just going solo today just because me and Christine's schedules are a little bit different. And so that being said, I am going to go into some kind of deep topics that may trigger some. And so I'm kind of giving a trigger warning now. We will be diving into some sensitive things such as suicide and mental health. And so that being said, just keep that in mind. Something that I wanted to start off with is a question that's been on my heart. What are you believing for that you are still waiting on God to answer? And this has been so prevalent in my life as of I don't know, even since I would say June, because there are a few different things on my heart specifically. Um, One of them being kind of like career slash finances and just believing in something that God is doing in the supernatural, but it hasn't shown up in the physical. And that can be really hard because day to day, I'll struggle and wonder, you know, God, am I even where I should be. And recently in a sermon, not last week, but the week before, they talked about how the Israelites were tasked to put their foot in the Jordan River and trusted God that he was doing something 20 miles upstream, but they couldn't see it yet. And it can be so easy to get fixated on what's in front of us. And when we don't see the water move, we wonder like, hey, did we hear God correctly? Is this, did the stream of water actually stop 20 miles upstream? Because you can't see it, you know, it's, it's all about faith and walking in faith. And that can be really tough, especially when you don't know God's timeline. And that's what I've been walking in is struggling to know, all right, God, when am I going to see the promise come to fruition? I think that lately he's been putting on my heart to have more discernment on what I say yes to 
especially when it comes to balancing doing things for him because a lot of times I can fill my calendar up to the brim with just busyness like oh I'm going to volunteer my time here and then I'm going to take on this job and this and that and have coffee dates but truly I've had to search my heart about whether or not the motivations that I have for doing these things am I motivated by trying to be seen am I motivated because you know this will actually make me feel good or I want to impress others or maybe I'm afraid to say no because I don't want the other person to be disappointed in me or maybe I want to impress someone or people please and so a lot of times like certain activities can look holy but in reality they're based in a root that of motivation that's not pure and so I've been searching my heart to uproot that and also I had a few conversations such beautiful conversations that God has been placing in my life and I know he's done that for a reason I met up with Bianca but she had told me about Manasseh this was the third time that this song has been highlighted to me it's by Anna Golden and the intro of this song talks about the meaning behind the word this word means to forget forget like your past and the things that have hindered you from moving forward and that hit me so deeply because there were things in my own past and instead of just letting those things go and laying those down at Jesus's feet and remembering that he has made us so brand new and because he's redeemed us there is no inkling left of bitterness and envy and unforgiveness and pride and all of these things I had to pray through because I had recently gotten a voice memo from someone in my past and it reminded me of two people that I had felt hurt from. I needed to release that unforgiveness and that bitterness and holding on to like records of wrongs because as we know like love is patient and kind and it keeps no record of wrongs. And the longer that I held on to that, like the longer I was hindering myself from walking in God's full purpose for me. And I didn't even know that I was still feeling those feelings until I got that voice memo. So Chris and I have been talking about boundaries and she actually brought up something that her therapist had mentioned to her. And it's regarding like coming to save the day and sometimes... um we are on this triangle of drama and one of the points is being the hero and I can definitely relate to that like sometimes when someone asks me to do something I'm very inclined to say yes to it um, because I have this need to fulfill this desire because if they were asking me it's because they need me and because they need me and I want to feel needed I need to do this and I really had to also search my heart and make sure that the things that um, people ask of me that I don't say yes out of obligation or reactivity, but really because God is calling me to say yes. And something that I've been really learning this week is when I say yes to something, if I said it out of mistake and because I 
was being too quick to say yes. Do I take it back to God and then realign with him like what the answer should have been? And if the answer really is no, then not being afraid to tell the people involved that the answer is no and being afraid of their judgment or criticism, etc. I know that I've mentioned Galatians 1.10 and seeking the approval of man and people pleasing, but that has been something that I continue to uh, walk through. And I feel like the enemy just loves to attack uh, the places that we are weak. And so something else that had been on my heart lately is sometimes we just can't make sense of what God is doing through our pain and suffering. And yet God helps us through our weakness, Romans 8, 26. And we also know that for those that love God, all things work together for good, Romans 8, 28. And I can't speak to um, the pain and suffering that you might be feeling. But what I do know is that God wants our good. And sometimes he allows pain and suffering to happen so that we can have character building moments so that he can lay the foundation for the blessings that are to come for us. And something that I've been reminded of last week and this week is the verse in Proverbs about how a inheritance too early is actually a curse. And I think about all the times that I've asked for something or wanted something like a relationship or more in finances, for example. But then I think to myself like, God, am I actually ready to be blessed with something like that? And could I steward that well and help me to steward that well, whether whatever timing that looks like when God does actually bring that into my life is in his perfect timing because he knows that I would be able to handle it when he gives it to me. And maybe right now, like that's not something that I would be able to handle well. So anyways, (laughs) that was a long, long trajectory to get back to what story I wanted to mention, which is my dad's testimony. And this all started with When he was really young, one of his eyes was damaged and he wasn't sure by who. My um, grandmother thought that it could have been like a nanny or maybe another kid. But basically, at the time, the medical field in Indonesia wasn't advanced enough to be able to save his eye. And so he was slowly going blind in one eye. When he was growing up, the kids at school would make fun of him and call him One-Eyed Jack. He experienced a ton of bullying. And the first time he ever had an encounter with God was when he was getting bullied. And all these kids like surrounded him in a circle. And he told me that he heard this voice that just told them all to leave. And he had, it sounded like a, maybe like a teacher's voice, but there were no teachers around. And he looked up and suddenly like there was no one around him. And he just knew that that was God. He also told me that the bullying didn't stop. It continued on throughout his life. And when he was in elementary school, it was so bad that one day he came home and he found a knife on the counter And he was going to try to end his life with that knife. But his his grandmother found him and she told him to just do it. And 
I think at the time, I can't imagine like the feelings that my dad felt as, first of all, a male in living in that time period and that society. My dad is was born in 1944. And so, you know, for his grandmother to say something like that, um, something that feels so hurtful, but I also... Um, although not condoning what she did, I understand that maybe her reaction came from a place of being scared, but then also trying to quote unquote toughen him up. My dad has always been a more emotional person and very in touch with um, his sensitivity, which I think is a beautiful thing. However, my dad was always very musical, very creative, and he has always been the type of person that um, is in touch with others and wants to encourage others and help them. And so fast forward um, to when he was older and after he had gone to school in chemistry, he ended up coming to the U.S., And that was where he met his first wife. They ended up having a son together. And my dad was working a lot of third shift and just nights in general because he was trying to support them. And he told me that it was really difficult to find a job in um, the area that he was living in. And so he was kind of doing whatever he could to keep them alive. And she eventually got tired of him always working and she ended up writing a letter and telling him that she was taking their son and that she was leaving. And my dad told me that this totally broke his heart and he felt so abandoned and so lost and he decided to take um, pills that were on the table And he told one of his friends that um, he just really appreciated him and he was so grateful for their friendship. And that friend, Jerry, knew that something was wrong and ended up calling the police and emergency. And they came to the house and found my dad and saved his life and so that broke my heart too just hearing that part of the story and just knowing that my dad had suffered through so much anguish and also um that my dad had eventually come to faith and trusted God throughout all of what had even happened because my dad had grown up Catholic But by the time that I was born and had converted to Christianity, and I remember even though like my mom and dad's relationship was also still um, riddled with struggle, my dad had always been very rooted in his faith. Also to just trust in whatever God's will was. And something else about my dad is that he's had quintuple bypass surgery And usually the odds for um, surviving past 10 years are very low after a surgery like that. And my dad is, you know, still alive now. And it's been, I think, more than 15 years since that surgery. And so I know that all of that was by the grace of God. And my dad told me that 
when I was in the hospital um, with him when I was nine, he didn't share this with me, but after I would fall asleep, he would pray every night that God would just take care of me and my mom. And if it was in his will for my dad to keep living so that he could take care of us and God answered that prayer. And I know that because my dad has, you know, prayed so faithfully, um, God has heard him. And I mean, he hears every prayer, but it was just such a beautiful testimony. And it was also so heartbreaking to hear, um, the struggles that my dad had been, but it was also so inspiring to know how my dad came out on the other side. And so I share these things because anyone who is struggling out there with suicidal ideation, you're not alone and God does care for you and he is there and he hears your prayers. And I just hope that this encourages you that he is wanting to comfort you and envelop you in his love and he doesn't give up on you and just like my dad and how you know my dad didn't know that things would get any better he just fully trusted in God and just submitted to him and just let him cover him and that's what God did he he surrounded him with mercy and love and that conversation was so healing for us both because um, my dad and I just both cried together on the phone and he told me that he had experienced just a lot of worry and anxiety and that led to us talking about First Peter 5, 7, cast all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Some verses that have been highlighted to me this week have been Isaiah 43, 18 through 19. And they talk about the past and it relates back to um, the concept of Manasseh. And verse 18 says, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. And that really hit me because A lot of times before we are made brand new in Christ, and even after we are made brand new in Christ, we try to hold on to the former things of the past, like our identity and the memories that we have, because obviously those memories don't go away. When Christ forgives, he forgives all. That verse was so pivotal for me because it reminded me You can lay this down, but not only lay this down, but forget. And God can create new memories for you. Don't let those old memories keep you from your future blessings and the path that God has for you moving forward. Nothing is too big for God. And so I just encourage you, if you are walking through a season where you just feel so held down by the shackles of previous sins or, you know, an identity that you used to have and people still remember you as Saul, the one who persecuted Christians instead of Paul, who was one of God's disciples. I just really want to ask you to walk in the path that God has asked you to walk in 
to remember his promise. Remember that what he has for you can only get better. Because sometimes what you think is good, God has something better in store for you. And that is something that I heard from this past Sunday's sermon. If you need prayer or if there's anything on your heart that you're struggling with, please reach out to me. Please reach out to Christine. I know that she wasn't on the podcast, but she's here in spirit. Know that we love you. Know that I care about you. Thank you for listening to this. This is truly for the one. So if you know someone who is struggling with suicidal ideation or anything related to mental health, please send this their way. All right. I love y'all and we will see you in the next episode.